I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going great. Yeah, yeah, you're here, we're recording, and we're going to kick off the show with just a quick Extra Life plug. You can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan, donate $15, and you can suggest a zombie film for us to watch, and we will watch it for the show and tell you what we thought similar to oh i don't know past classics as return of the living dead part two or return of the living dead part three we already did those so don't pick them again or 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 one of the many other films we've watched over the years that isn't one of the ones we've just watched in the past year yes there's many many and we'll actually have a couple of suggestions from some uh, from a listener via email at the end of the show but if you have a favorite zombie film even if it's one we've covered before and you want us to do a a refresher you will know, watch it again if it was more than a year unless ago. it's stalled and uh did we watch that one or did we just yes. not we vetoed it i no, can't remember we watched it because we like... all we did a whole episode on it, and I think I spent the whole episode being like, "This was garbage. Why did we watch this? It is stupid." It was a Christmas zombie movie. Why no, it was the one. It was the one. I, I think it might have been a Christmas zombie movie. It was the, there was like a Christmas party going on, and the guy got trapped in the stall while the yeah. zombie outbreak happened. I'm looking it up. Stalled. I don't remember watching it. Uh. Yeah, okay. I remember, Never... I remember that movie vividly. Because I remember thinking that the premise was really clever and the execution was absolutely garbage. Uh, okay, so yeah, we did watch it. It's episode 58, The Bathroom We Can Never Leave. So, <laughs> uh, it was thanks to a suggestion from someone on Facebook. We covered the recent indie film. Now, this was in April 2014. That's why I can't remember it. It was six years ago. It was Come three on, kids man. ago. Get a better memory. My memory is <laughs> terrible. I was talking about a video game when the gamer's in. I couldn't remember the story or how it started. And Jocelyn says, "Like, when did you start playing this?" It's like a week ago. Look, you know, you want you want me to, you know, uh, count to count to ten in French and some lovely tune thanks to remote kindergarten. I can do that. But ask me what <laughs> whether we watched a movie six years ago. So evidently we watched it, and I it could I be Gala it. Walkers. It, yeah, I remember that one <laughs> uh, vividly. Uh, but if you want to donate fifteen dollars, uh, you can suggest a zombie film. Just put it in your donation me- donation message. And if you donate fifty dollars, you can suggest three zombie movies and pick one for an audio commentary, which will be separate from our discussion. So lots of fun. If you want to support a great cause, a hundred percent of the donations goes to Sick Kids in Toronto, which is a Children's Miracle Network hospital. Um, and they're, like a lot of organizations, looking for extra funding uh, due to the COVID situation. So if you have if you have the ability to donate, or if you just want to share the link, that helps as well. If you have some friends who are into zombies, let them know. Actually, let them know about the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, that seems to be a great way to get folks listening. 
Lou, let's jump into the news because uh, I've got a correction here from last week or last episode. I got a bit more information. Now, this was on the Walking Dead secret layer magic card thing. Uh, it's over now. You can't buy it anymore. So this is just kind of a quick clarification. Uh, I remember last episode, we weren't quite sure. We knew it was it, it cost $50. I thought it was like a whole set of cards for you to play some sort of magic I wasn't variant. sure. Yeah. Uh, I figured it was at least 10 cards. And <laughs> it's apparently five cards for 50 bucks. Yeah. And apparently so a lot of people are very unhappy about it. Apparently the cards are are garbage one of them it might actually be a reprint of an older card with a new face on it oh wow I <laughs> that. yeah I, the, mm, uh, and apparently they're not fun cards to use they're, they're like people are really pissed about this yeah well i had also heard that they are uh just even the super limited window availability is very low but these cards can be used in the generic Magic the Gathering, I think maybe some tournaments ban the secret layer cards as well as a couple other expansions. However, if you play sort of grab bag and um, you don't have these cards and, and your opponent does, depending on which ones they use, they could have an advantage against you and you have no way of kind of making a player a, fa- a fair playing field. So this was, um, in my mind, it was always about, coll- you know, as a collector's item and five let me let me let me tell you as mm. someone who collected magic the gathering cards they do not retain their value yeah nothing does i mean that's the thing uh, like, they really don't retain their value as soon as the cards are, are are out of the current set and they're like two or three sets behind and they're not like tournament legal like the prices of them fall off the face fall off the face of the earth uh, I tried to sell a, a bunch of my collection, and I had thousands of dollars of worth of magic cards. And the most I got offered for them all was like two hundred bucks. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I've never. Um, no, no. Yeah, I. You know, these cards, they're they're more like collectibles. And now, you know, now I'm looking at at these again, and like, it looks like it's ten cards. Either way, it's not worth fifty dollars. No, no, it's not. So yeah, there's a there's a foil cards. There's foil cards. There's Daryl, uh, Glenn, Michonne, Rick, Negan, and then there's the five. So there's ten cards: five foil heroes and five foil walkers. Um, so ten ten cards. Uh, it's a yeah. So oh, brand new legends and and anyway and five zombie tokens. So maybe those aren't. I don't play Magic the Gathering, so uh, I thought I had I thought I had enough information to do a tokens quick aren't cards. Tokens, okay. Well, yeah, they are. You're right. They are. They are cards. In in my mind, I look at this as like an amiibo situation. You're gonna put these somewhere where you're gonna put them up on a shelf and like, look, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I have Negan's bat. I have the the volumes, I have the trade paperbacks, and now I have my magic cards and uh it it oh it still seems like a weird collaboration, but um I think it was important like like Lou said to highlight the fact that uh, magic players are not happy about uh this specific the way they went about this specific collaboration. So um yeah, I doubt we'll ever talk about magic again on the show. So <laughs> that was kind of yep. our our magic corner, I guess, for 
for the life. I just like watching you try and talk about something you know nothing about. So that was fun. Yeah, I know. I, I've I've had magic cards, but like I played the Pokemon trading card game. I played a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, looking back at trade card games and currently at trade card games like the digital versions, it, it to me it doesn't it does not compute anymore. It's like I don't like that's it's not it's not as fun as like the digital stuff isn't as fun as the physical stuff, but the, they both have the, here's my issue with both of them. The physical stuff is really cool because you have physical cards, but you have no one to play with, especially now with the fact that you can't randomly go visit your, your magic buddies. Um, and then on the other side of the digital thing, you have plenty of people to play with, but you open that playing field and everybody is, has more, has better options than you do because you're not dropping you know, tens of hundreds of dollars on cards. It's just not my, it's just not my bag. That's all. I think people who love mm-hmm. it, it's great. I love it. I love that they love it. So, um, but speaking of things I do love, Lou, this, this news kind of popped up. Uh, Resident uh, Evil is, is really getting, getting a lot of love from okay, the entertainment business. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say a few things. Sure. Yeah. Go I'm excited. I'm excited about this news. That is that we're going to get a new Resident Evil movie that is going to be sort of a adaptation of the first two games. And they've announced the cast. I like everybody that's in this cast. It's going to be awesome. It's a stellar cast. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's got Robbie Amell, uh, the chick that was in Ant-Man and the Wasp that was the bad guy, uh, Tom Hopper, who's on a, on a Netflix show as... The Umbrella Academy. He's the, the Umbrella Academy. The big guy. Yeah. Uh and then it's got uh Neil McDonough as a uh, as Birkin. I'm 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 in on this cast. The only thing I can say is only thing I want to say is is that I think we're gonna be very confused coming from Resident Evil. Because as much as I'm excited about this movie, we've got an animated Netflix show coming. Yeah. And a live action Netflix show coming. Yes. And we have this movie. And I think people are going to get confused. Because I know that when I saw this, I thought this was the cast for the TV show. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a cool cast for a TV show. And then I read it, reread the article again, like two days later. And I was like, oh, wait, (laughs) this is the movie. Wait. Why are they doing a movie if they're doing a TV show? And then don't they have an animated TV show going too? Like, wait a minute. Like, now I'm really confused. It's a triple threat, man. I, I, I think that I I was also confused because you look at this cast and this is this is top level casting. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of younger actors, except for obviously Neil McDonough. Mm-hmm. I think Neil, Neil McDonough is your is your star power here. I I, I don't know. Uh, so you Maze Runners, Kaya Scodelario as Claire Redfield, Hannah John Kamen, that's the person from, that's the woman from um, Ant-Man. She's playing Jill Valentine. Uh, Robbie Amell from Upload is playing Chris Redfield. I love him in Upload, so that's uh, See, I awesome. haven't watched Upload. I just know him from uh, being in the first season of The Flash. Right. Right. So is he's the cousin of the guy who plays Arrow in real life? Yes. Okay. In real life. So yeah. what is he in the Flash? Um he is the one that merges with the old guy and they become like nuclear fusion man. 
Okay. And then he dies. He dies in like the second season. Interesting. Okay. Um, Tom Hopper, the guy we mentioned, is playing Albert Wesker. That is feels a little young to me for Albert Wesker. But... I thought when I saw Neil McDonough, I was like, oh, he'd be the perfect Wesker. And then it yeah, was that, like, no, it's William Birkin. He's like, it's William Birkin. And I went, okay, I can see that too, but why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Avon Jogia, uh, who we saw well, recently in, in Zombieland. In Zombieland 2, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be Leon, and I, I think that's that's fine casting. Uh, if, it, 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 the, the photo they have of him here is awful because he's all scruffy and whatever, but I think if you slick his bad hair back and clean it, clean cut him a little bit, he could definitely pull it off. Yes, I think all of this is great. Um, I agree with you. It's a little confusing to announce a movie alongside a TV show, alongside an animated TV show, but and it also doesn't help that uh, that that Paul W S Anderson, who just who did all the really crappy movies, just announced a Monster Hunter movie with a trailer at the same time. So now the worlds the worlds are colliding and things are confusing and the world makes no sense. That Monster Hunter movie it comes out in December. And it looks like total garbage. I was just going to say, I don't look, I don't play Monster Hunter, but if I did and I saw that film adaptation, I'd be like, what are they doing? Just make, why does it have to be real world people going through a dimensional portal into the world of Monster Hunter? Can it just be, did we learn nothing from the Mario Brothers movie? Can we not just have it? No, we did not. Okay. No, we didn't. Did we learn anything from Mortal Kombat Annihilation? No, we did not. Okay, then maybe the world, this is the reason the world is the way it is. I have no idea. Uh, maybe we'll learn from Monster Hunter. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody's <laughs> going to go see this movie. I Well, I mean, no one saw Tenant, so uh, I think, I think, yeah, this movie does not have a shot in comparison. If 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 Christopher Nolan can't bring people back to the theater in a pandemic, then I'm pretty going. sure <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson ain't doing it. Oh, yeah, what was it? Stephen King tweeted something a couple of days ago. I saw an article about it, about how he went to the theater because the local theater was open to go see something, and he just wanted to get out of the house, and that he wore his mask and he was anticipating lines or crowds and he was like one of like three people in the theater and he was like oh wait so probably safer than going grocery shopping at the end of the day just because there's so few people but I, i don't know anyways um this is great we'll have uh you know three different things to discuss on the walking De- or on zombies Ape podcast that isn't the and walking dead and we're gonna be so confused <laughs> and and no we will help you sort through it here's the deal the animated show is animated the tv live action show is not based on anything related to resident evil it's what the wesker brothers <laughs> so it's, it's his kids don't worry about it and then the live action movie sounds like exactly what we've been asking for. I mean, remember that original script from George A. Romero that was like That's really bad? Okay. I've read that script. It's terrible. It's terrible, but it was uh it was like Chris Redfield thinks he's an American Indian and he goes horseback riding at some point through it and goes inside a tree trunk and comes out inside the mansion. Don't even ask me. I think you read a little farther. <laughs> that i did but what I i'm trying to say is it's based man. on the games and i think that's that that the movie series they're making this movie series for folks like us they're making the netflix series for mass appeal so they go for the wesker brothers <laughs> and and the animated show is also for us <clears throat> but it's animated so uh 
I think I cleared it up. I don't know. Maybe I made it worse. Yeah. You might have. Um, let's go to our final story here, which is Raise the Dead finally has a release date. And Lou, we're excited to announce that we are going to cover the game next on our week. next episode. Yeah, next episode. Yeah, uh, this is a game that I saw at PAX, what, <laughs> seven years ago, I think, at this point? Yeah. And... uh uh, it was the one thing I was super excited for. I think at the time, I don't even think the PS4 was out. I think when I saw this, it was a PS3 game in development. And uh, it's a 2D animated uh, zombie game where you're the zombie and you're biting people and turning them into zombies. And it's kind of it's supposed to be kind of a cross between a puzzle game and like an action game. Um, and it re- very much reminded me when I played it at PAX of... Uh, like a simpler version of Stubbs the Zombie for Xbox, which was one of my favorite games for the Xbox. Um, and as excited as I was, I've been I've had this thing on my wish list on Steam since that day, since I went to PAX and played it. And they had said, "Oh yeah, we're on Steam. Uh, just wish list us." And I and every time I scroll through my wish list, I look at this game and I go, "You're never coming. You're never coming." And then all of a sudden you posted the link to this and you're like, it's coming out. And I was like, oh my God, it's finally, happening. it's happening. Yeah. So the game will launch on October 22nd on PC and PS4. Uh, like I said, we were able to get some uh, PC game codes from the pub, from the PR company representing the, the game. And we are going to be discussing the game on our next episode, which will post in two weeks as of this uh uh, well as as of this posting so uh, we're excited and we'll we'll record a video as well to accompany that that audio podcast similar to what we did with the last stand so um we're we're excited it's a game we've bo- both been looking forward to and um we're gonna check it out and we'll have more information in just a few weeks lou let's get into our main topic which is in fact the walking dead season 10 episode i'm gonna say episode 16 it's not a season finale but it's the season it's the 10b finale we'll call it because there will be a 10c as confusing as that sounds but it's happening. yeah we're getting we're getting what was it six more episodes yeah we're getting six more episodes and and and, and they've pretty much made it clear that these six episodes are not going to be like super exciting they're going to be really like setting up the plot for next season yeah there on that note there was a bit of discussion on talking dead which i like to watch like the first one because they always have the most information on the first and last one and they kind of talk a bit about those episodes as more bottle episodes uh you know character episodes where they are shooting them in what is still a very active covid location shooting in in you know bubbles uh social bubbles so to speak and they're going to be more tighter episodes, more character focused. So we're probably going to we're going to learn certainly learn more about Maggie and um, where she's been. Learn more about how Ma- Maggie and Negan are going to get along. That's going to be addressed. Um, Carol and Daryl, I think, are in it as well. I think the characters. There was one character they mentioned that that won't be in it. That now I can't remember who it was. It was a scheduling conflict, so there won't be any. I can't remember now, but I, I remember reading there was one character that was not going to be present and it might have been i don't i don't know if they're going to address the commonwealth either again i don't think they are no i think they're going to focus more on where the the survivors go next um but before we before we jump into the uh the 
a, a certain doom. I did want to address sort of the, not the elephant in the room, but the 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 two pets, the two dogs waiting patiently, um, you know, next to the the main course, I guess, which is Fear the Walking Dead returning and uh, the premiere of The World Beyond, which is a new series in the Walking Dead universe. Um, Lou has not watched those. We decided we were going to split it all up, and I think The World Beyond is is going to be better. When we have a, yeah, a we had discussed season. we had discussed trying to cover all of these premieres in one episode, and that's just not going to happen. Hmm. Um, that that's too much to talk about. So we've we've agreed that we're going to give them each a couple episodes before we talk about them, and we're going to kind of at least cover a couple of episodes at a time, and maybe you know, uh, we we we've also based on the reviews of World Beyond that I've read. And uh, you've already watched the premiere, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. We've also discussed that we think that show might need a few episodes before we can talk about it, because it, 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 it everything I've read has described it as, yeah, uh, it does, it's a show that kind of doesn't know what it's doing right now. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna give it some time to breathe. Yes, I, I think that um, Fear the Walking Dead strong return. They are setting up uh, an interesting dynamic um, between the the good guys and the bad guys, I'll say. So I'm excited to watch that one weekly. The World Beyond, it's a new series. They're introducing to these new, us to these new characters. They're unveiling um, uh, a faction that has been present for many seasons of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. However, uh, very front and center. And it's just, it needs more time because... I don't think they're giving us enough of what Lou and I want from the show. They're giving us a lot of setup. They're giving us a lot of like character development, but it's, uh, there's, there's, mm. too, it's, there's just a lot about it. That's like these, these kids are in immense danger and they are not taking this seriously. So well, very well, unlike. Let's describe, it, let's, let's describe it as teen angst. And I, and I can only handle so much of that at a time. So we're going to definitely need to, Bunch these episodes up so I can get it all out of the way in an afternoon. There's there's a little bit of teen angst. Um, it's not my main problem with the show, which usually is my main problem. Like when I when I walk in on an episode of Riverdale, I'm like, ugh, there's too much. There's too many thirty year olds throwing teen angst around, and I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> this show does not have as much, but there's just like so. As an example, uh, and then we'll and then we'll get back to certain doom. As an example, the first. The second episode has them off on their journey. They're, it's the full episode where they're on their journey. And they have not killed a walker before. And they straight up say, like, well, we're going to have to kill one eventually. But they keep coming across walkers and they keep almost killing themselves, either trying to kill the walker or push it away. They know how to defend themselves, but they're not ready to do it. So it's like they're 10 years so into it's this every, apocalypse. It's so like, it's, it's everything that I hated when, when, when uh, we still had... Uh carl on the show yeah pretty pretty much from that vein like that's what we're getting but which sucked because when just when carl got good that's when they killed him off i know it's it's wild so you 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 recognize characters in the walking dead and fear the walking dead who die by a bite some of the best fighters in the world then you see these kids like slap fighting a zombie and and they're fine (laughs) so well, we're going to give it some time. I would love to hear from folks who are enjoying it. I'm not saying I'm hating it. I'm just saying it's like, it's kind of like, it's not blowing me out of the water right now, which is, which, which is unfortunate because I'm, 
I'm, and I'm hoping for more CRM connections and they're really. Uh, as yeah. I told, as I told Ryan before we started recording, I read like four reviews for World Beyond, and all of them read like the most scathing reviews I've ever read. And they were like, "Oh, this is garbage. These teenagers don't know what's going on. This is painful to watch. I hate this show. This is so stupid." Eight out of ten, and I was like, "I was like, what?" I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily give it an eight out of ten, but I would say it's like. It's if you if you like The Walking Dead, all of these shows are worth watching because they have a formula for The Walking Dead, and they nail it. That's they all I'll say. Break the formula. Well, they must break the formula. <laughs> they're they're not going to. They I they well okay. I think Fear Fear the Walking Dead has kind of broken the formula. It's 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 more of a western now. So, I I mean, but people hate that show except for us, right? <laughs> We we love that show. Actually, there's a the, the there's a writer for Forbes who who does reviews for Fear the Walking Dead, and I read his reviews because he hates it every week, and I just laugh at him, being like, "Ha ha, you suck," uh, and and you have no taste. And then he wrote this week's review, and he went, "I don't know what it is they did, but I absolutely love this week's Fear the Walking Dead." And I was like, I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna hate this, aren't I?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. It- we we like Fear the Walking Dead. I'm not saying everybody hates it, but anyways, it's one of those things. We'll talk about it. Uh not not next episode, but the episode after. And obviously you can send us emails, jump into our Discord. We're happy to discuss it in between episodes. So if you want our takes, you can ask them there. Uh but let's talk about a certain doom, which is an episode we've waited six months for. And it was finally delivered. They said the delay was due to the fact that they had uh, a bunch of uh, visual effects they had to implement. And I and I really do believe there was a lot, so I can kind of see where they're coming from. I mean, they literally recreated uh, a giant gorge, you know, where these zombies are walking in into the gorge uh, one by one. Um, and they show a little bit of how, how they did that in Talking Dead, and it's very much just stunt doubles walking off a small, you know, um, uh, ledge into stunt maps and then they cgi the whole thing in so there was a lot of work there uh so they finally delivered it in a timely fashion october um lou what did you think about this this episode this season 10b finale it's my favorite season finale they've ever done i i agree it's pretty good it's really it's really good it's satisfying and 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 the thing that i it always drives me crazy with the season finale is they always kill somebody or they always leave you questioning whether or not somebody's dead, or they always they always leave you this like like, oh, what are you gonna think about? And I it's always something that like I really just don't care about. I'm like, well, we beat the bad guy, we're good. Like, let's have some peace. Like that's always kind of my take. And I, I think fans of this show will say as much as I've enjoyed the Whisperers, they're not my favorite. Um, I I, I thought some of the things that the whispers did weren't properly explained uh doesn't matter they're gone now and they went out with a blaze of glory and i was extremely ecstatic this whole episode as they as they as they got rid of them uh, it, it, i liked the fact that at this in the, this episode you our heroes won and it felt like a real win yeah felt like a um, smart win you know because because often this show the heroes win, but at what cost? <laughs> the heroes win, but we lost four main cast members. The heroes won, but next season, maybe our heroes will be the bad guy. 
You know what I mean? And we didn't really get that with this season mm-hmm. finale. Um, we beat the Whisperers. Uh, 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 Eugene and 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 Ezekiel and a, a couple of others had the, have a little adventure that kind of hints at where we're going next season, and that's fine. Uh, like there was nothing that happened with them that made me go, "Oh man, I can't wait for next season." I went, "Oh cool, we got a new villain, sweet." Like that was kind of my. They didn't. They didn't. It wasn't as ham fisted as they usually are with this show and so i was very excited about that and in the meantime uh there was the lady from seaside that i didn't like she died <laughs> and i was like i was like well is, is that the death this episode oh wow they got rid of a character i didn't like so there's one one more after that but um he was he felt like he someone was saying like oh that that guy died oscar or something and i was like oh I thought he was just like a rando. Oh, that's the guy I don't recognize. He's going to die. And um, they do play They do play with your emotions a little bit in that scene where our heroes are working their way through the horde with the equipment to get the um, uh, burning down the house wagon going. And uh, it's it's um, Luke's girlfriend from Oceanside. I think her name's Paul. Jewel? Jules? Julie? Uh, anyways, Something like that. I, she she hasn't gotten a lot of screen time, but they show them like holding hands and and getting close and stuff, and being like, "Oh, I can't wait till this is over." And uh, it's like, "Oh wow, they're gonna kill her, right?" And sure enough, she survives, and and Beatrice uh, bites it. Um, I think your your uh, your glowing review of this, in the sense that um, the heroes triumph in a smart way. They're prepared. They've figured out how to deal with every threat thrown at them without sacrificing, um, lately, sacrificing their humanity, specifically with taking on this group. It can be very easy to look at a horde controlled by a select few of p- few people as an impossible feat to overcome. You know, this is a group that has literally learned to use the most dangerous thing on, on the planet against you you know using zombies hordes of zombies against you and you know no one's panicking they've come together they figure out a plan and they they come together and they figure it out and they get it done even though things get in their way they still figure out a way to get it done and i and i really appreciate that the show is actually showcasing our heroes as heroes and maybe the only way that was going to happen was by getting rid of some of the bigger personalities in the show, like moving Rick on, moving Michonne on, uh, uh, you know, allowed them, like getting Dwight out of the scene, like who would have been probably one of the most uh, contentious uh, saviors sticking around, considering how close he was to Negan. Like even Negan being there, like he kind of fits, right? Because he's had that weird redemption, non-redemption arc. I, I just feel like they've they've evened out the playing field of characters so that they can realistically unite. And it's not just one really loud guy saying, we got to do this, right? Right. Uh, so I, I really appreciated where the show took the characters and our heroes. And, and the, the yeah. thing I have to say that I really appreciate is uh, there's always been characters that irk me. Like as much as I like Eugene, Eugene wouldn't kill zombies for like three seasons or four seasons and it would irk the crap out of me. Zombies would show up and Eugene would go hold his hand over his head and cry. And I'd be like, like 
he's going to eventually move on to this. Can we skip the three seasons and just get to him being a badass? Mm -hmm. And they eventually got there. And then we dealt, dealt with the same thing with the, with, uh, uh, what's his name? The priest. Oh, Gabe, uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. And Gabe Gabriel was the same thing. I won't kill zombies because I think they're people. And they did that for like three seasons too. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, son of a bitch, just shut up and let him kill people. Like, like it just like, like it, yeah, like w at that point when we met these characters, the zombie apocalypse had been going on for years, and yet these people were still alive and they weren't killing zombies or other people trying to kill them. Like it didn't make sense to me. And now we've kind of thrown all that out the window. Gabriel's kicking, uh, uh, waiting for guys kicking down a door with a shotgun, and he's ready to blow guys away. And I'm like, and I'm like, way to go, Gabriel! Come on, kills, kill a bunch of them, and then you know he's going down fighting and then you know eugene is on a, a quest and he's got a gun he's killing zombies he's disarming traps and they're doing a they're hiking bike riding across the thing and i'm like like these characters have come such a long way mm -hmm. and all the things i complained about with this show are slowly disappearing you know because i think that those things hold back what's a good show their little anecdotes that they put in so that they can make it 16 episodes instead of 10. Or they can delay the inevitable of what, was, what will happen in the next episode if they make Eugene hide in a corner for three, day, three, three episodes and then finally he's going to show up and fight and save the day. Now, he could have just been fighting and saving the day to begin with. You know what I mean? It doesn't do anything for me as a reader, as a, as a watcher, it just annoys me. And I, there's nothing like I hate more than watching a show and being annoyed. And they've done away with all of that at this point. Yeah. And I mean, they even, they even did that with the time jump a couple seasons ago where you had Judith who was still a kid and then they had the time jump and she's now a badass kid. Yeah. Um, and oh man, having just said that, that just reminded me of why. The world beyond is even more frustrating. Anyways, um, we'll we'll talk about that in a month. Give it a month. It's a new show. Let it breathe, breathe. Um, so with the, you're right. These characters have come a long way. They're smartly kind of pushing forward these characters and keeping them at their peak performance. And I think that's where with Gabriel in the comics, he passes away. He dies in the scene in which you think he's going to die in this in this uh, season mid mid season finale uh but maggie comes back maggie a character who never truly left um in the comics i'm i'm speaking maybe at a turn here maybe she leaves but she has left in the show and she comes back more due to the fact of and contract I disputes okay, and stuff but so i wasn't surprised by that mm -hmm. because they've always said she was going to be in x amount of episodes this season yeah it was like and one. when i and it was like she was in one and she was supposed to be in like two or three episodes. And so I was like, well, she's obviously going to show up in the season finale. Yeah. Oh, she was even in the very beginning of the show or the, the episode rather. And she shows up, she's got a masked character, which, um, I, as far as I can tell from what I've been seeing online, no one's guessed who it is. Uh, there, there are characters, that you could guess from the comics that could be that that character but as far as i know there isn't a masked ninja in the comics right um i 
I don't I don't have an assumption of who it is. It, it can't be anyone who's been who has disappeared for so long and has come back because at the end of the day, like Michonne or uh, it's uh, Heath. Maggie would know. Well, Maggie knows Heath, right? Yeah, but it's magical Heath. It's a ninja now. <laughs> you know, I I don't get me wrong. I could I thought a little bit about it and I thought, oh, maybe it's Heath, but. He wouldn't he just take the mask off right away and be like, "Hey guys, I'm back." <laughs> like, it would be weird yeah, if he no, didn't. No, no. And then whoever's in that mask didn't say anything. So I'm like, "All right, they're gonna be like the strong, silent type or whatever." Okay, yeah. whatever. He's the Gordon Freeman. It's a new character, or it's a it's a take on a character we have not met yet. I don't think it's a returning character. Um, man, remember when they brought back? Uh, <laughs> What's his beak from the first season and killed him? What was his name? It was, uh, um, I want to say Mercedes, but that's not his name. No, 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 no. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, they brought him back for like one episode and then they killed him in that episode. And apparently the actor didn't even know he was going to die until they brought him back for that, that episode. And then they killed him and he didn't even realize that they, he thought he'd be around for a couple of episodes. Apparently I saw an interview with that guy and he was like, yeah, no, they brought me back. They said they wanted to reuse my character and then they killed me. <laughs> I thought that was the, anyways, I don't know why I went down that hole, but I just, I think like when you bring back old characters, that was like one of the cheapest shots oh, ever. But they have said that Heath is returning. Oh, have they? Yes. Like he's got a he's got a like he the actor who plays Heath like he's got a movie he's big right like I haven't seen him in no, he is. much uh, he he's been in he's been in stuff but he had a TV show and that was why they that was why he left the show is he'd been given lead on the reboot of Twenty Four yeah. and then that then that tanked bad and. Uh, uh, and that was where they had written him out of the show, where he just kind of disappears. And uh, nobody. The, the funniest thing about it is that nobody ever goes, what happened to Heath? They always just go like, oh, Heath, what happened to him? I don't know. He disappeared. Oh, okay. Like, nobody seemed to care. Yeah. And, and so one of the things that I know it shows up on Reddit all the time is people are like, hey, where's Heath? What happened to him? Are we ever going to find out? And apparently there was an interview because they're going to do that spinoff series that's going to tell, like, side stories. And they've said that Heath will at least be back for a side story, if not coming back to the show. I don't know. I miss so, Heath. He so was we're cool. gonna, it, I thought he was annoying, but yeah. He's underused. I, 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 I like the actor. I, like, I liked his I like the act. I do like the actor, but every time he'd speak, I'd be like, oh, Heath, you're arguing with Rick. Don't argue with Rick. Maybe Rick I don't remember what he was like. I don't know. I, he just got rose-colored glasses on. Like, remember that guy? Let's bring him back. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll do, we'll do him in. And, like if they did that with Heath, he's been gone for eight. I finally found you guys after eight years. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm dead. No. Uh, but Mac, I mean, you can tell we really enjoyed it. Cause we have, we kind of, we were kind of moving past it. Cause we did, we did really enjoy it. Um, let's talk about beta. I'm here's one thing I'm really I'm so glad about. excited about beta's dad. Yeah. Well, I want to say this about beta. I'm so excited that we got only two episodes that I can remember of crazy beta, right? Um, yes. Crazy beta could, could have been um, governor lengths of issues. If, if he had stuck around for an episode or two more in that, I think crazy beta in this sense, in this season finale allows our heroes to take advantage of that situation and, and actually adapt the the um the whispers techniques and use it against um crazy beta and 
they take him out in in the most in the greatest fashion ever. I mean, the fact that Daryl saves Negan and just quickly like just and, and, takes and not him out. only not only that, but Negan was complaining to Daryl earlier, like you don't want to go out there with me because he's gunning for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like none of you want me around because then they're going to be coming for me. Like let me stay in the back. Like. And and I thought, as much as Daryl was like, that's, that's junk. I was like, no, 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 no. I think Negan has a point. Uh, as soon as they see him coming, they ain't going to be focused on anybody else. They're coming for him. Nobody wants to be standing next to, the, next to the guy that's the target. Yeah. No, that's true. I and mean... then as soon as he showed up in the field, it was you could tell that it was like all of a sudden... Beta dropped everything. Was like must kill Negan. <laughs> well, he's crazy, right? He's got a, he's got devil eyes, and I think Negan Negan struggles with what he wants to do. Uh, but obviously, he 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 sticks around. He becomes the hero. He gives uh, his mother's or he gives a mask. I think yeah, he gives a mask to Lydia so Lydia can sneak in and and help Carol grab the the bag of equipment and bring it over to the yeah to the carriage but the death scene of beta where beta just kind of succumbs to his craziness and and like crowd surfs with the zombies and lets them kind of tear him apart you know after getting two knives shoved into his eye sockets um which was a man that guy to be able to continue just being silent after getting two knives in the eyes like that's a bit my favorite line though the whole episode (laughs) happens after that i i think i even put this in the discord is the mask comes off of Beta, and now we already know he's supposed to be like some famous country singer or mm-hmm. rock star or something. And Negan looks at Daryl and goes, "Did you see who that was? <laughs> or who that asshole is?" And Daryl goes, "Yeah, he's nobody." And I was like, "A, the fact that Negan finally realized who the guy was and was and was like amazed." And then Daryl was like, yeah, whatever. I was like, this is both awesome and then awesome again. Yeah, well, Daryl has, I mean, not to call back, but uh, was it Morales was the guy's name? I can't remember his name. The guy who came back and then Daryl killed him. And then Rick was like, did you know who that was? And and Daryl says, like, I don't I don't effing care or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, that's Daryl. But in this in this sense, it was it was an equivalent line, but delivered against an actual bad guy. So it is a great line. And um, I want to also give kudos like it, there's not many kudos we can give to this Walking Dead shared universe because it, it is it, it's it's an interesting concept that's being delivered haphazardly. But the one very, very cool you know, Easter egg connection was the fact that they dropped, they straight up gave the answer to who Beta was in Fear the Walking Dead with an album of, you know, Beta or his character on the on the album cover art. And I thought that was the coolest way to connect the shows oh, no, and reward they fans. It, they did in regular too, because Beta plays one of his own albums. Yeah, we got the hint. Well, yes, that does happen in, in The Walking Dead, but in Fear the Walking Dead, that was our, our first sort of, well, our first major, like, this is who he is type thing. And um, I really appreciated that connection because it makes sense. Famous country singer. He's going to have albums. Like, it, it it works. It's not like a, oh, Morgan and Dwight met up randomly 
in, you know, a completely different part of the country. Like that's that's a little far fetched. But finding a finding an album and and having that character not need to know who Beta is and still have it be connected to the main show, I really like that connective tissue stuff. That's really cool. And honestly, one of the only times they do it where it is just a fun Easter egg and not like a see see they're connected they're connected i can't think of another one where they've done that and outside of maybe the crm stuff but that's that's just the like CRM stuff always feels ham-fisted this didn't feel ham-fisted this felt like if you weren't paying close attention and you missed it you weren't missing out on anything but if you did see it and you did catch what was going on it was like an aha moment yeah the crm stuff is it's not necessarily that it's ham-fisted. It's cheap. It's like, oh, the, it's this major black ops government-esque organization. Of course they're going to show up. You know, like, it. it is what it is. It's X-Files stuff. It's it's uh, it, it's a trope. So it's going to happen, and it's going to show up where, where our characters are. Um, and I'm sure it's happening in other areas where our characters aren't. But uh, I... I just, uh, it was a really great season finale. I'm, I'm, I was happy to, to wait for it. I think that the, if it were delivered in a two-part fashion, you know, week to week, 15 to 16, I think that would have made a huge impact and would have made me very, very excited. You know, if we were in normal times and season 11 was coming, you know, this time right now, we would be watching it, or at least the first half of season 11, um, I think that would have been really cool, but the fact that they were able to pull off all those, all that visual work and, and honestly probably get their pipeline set up in a way where they can deliver sort of a proper season 11 during, during, you know, this global pandemic. Like my concern is like, what is season 11 going to look like? What is this bonus episodes for season 10 going to look like? COVID has impacted the way they shoot this stuff, but has it impacted in a way that is going to affect quality? Like, is I don't think it's going to be like writer strike esque impact, but I really am curious to see what TV looks like completely shot within these new parameters. You know, because we haven't seen that yet. We'll, we'll we'll find out soon. Yeah, for sure, for sure, indeed. Um, just to quickly wrap up before we hit our email section, uh, as we said, next episode we'll have an in depth conversation on Raise the Dead a brand new game coming out on October 22nd. And then we will follow that up with an episode looking at where the world beyond and fear the walking dead season six is at. So stay tuned for that fun. Lou, let's get into some email. I'll read the first one. Then I'll let you head over to the next one. We've got two emails from Brent and he says, love your cast have started from the beginning. Thank you, Brent. (laughs) Uh, Have you guys watched uh, Hashtag Alive? It's on Netflix and quite good. Check it out and keep up the good work. Sincerely, Brent. Uh, First of all, I want to say the reason I laughed is because all of our emails we get seem to start with someone starting from episode one. Um, And uh, that's, hey, you know what? We are an evergreen show. I'm really glad people have found comfort in starting from episode one and still make it through to the very, uh, very end here and catch up and you know, we get emails from them as they move on and asking questions. Uh, but Alive on Netflix, this is a, uh, I think, a South Korean film where it was completely shot on, like, phones, was it? And it's it's about a guy who's in his apartment building in the I zombie apocalypse all, it, it, it's, I don't know if it's all shot on phones, but it's about a guy during the zombie apocalypse that, like, ha- is trying to escape his apartment building and goes on an adventure kind of thing, from what I gather. Um, 
I haven't watched it, but uh, the only reason I haven't watched it is I think it's in subtitles. It is. And 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 uh with a baby and everything else going on in my life right now, watching something with subtitles is a little challenging. So, uh, it's 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 on my to-do list. It's just not something that's on high on my to-do list right now. Yeah. Oh, and and I, I didn't misspeak. misspeak. It is actually hashtag alive and yes, uh it is. Yeah, it uh they say it's a so as a grisly virus rampages a city, a lone man stays locked inside his apartment, digitally cut off from seeking help and desperate to find a way out. Uh brand new film, hour 40 minutes on Netflix. Yeah, well I mean, you know, um this movie and the next movie uh w- that Brent writes in about, I mean, these are great films if you wanted to suggest them for uh for extra life. I mean, maybe in the new year we get around to them as well. Uh it's this is one's I think it's definitely on the list. I I'd watch it cuz uh the next email he writes where he talks about uh, Train to Busan. We love that film. So, yes, uh, Lou, why don't you give this a read and we'll, uh, we'll chat about so it. So Brett writes in again and says, Hey, hate to barrage you, but you must check out Peninsula train to Busan too. Spoiler. There is no train. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I kind of had a funny feeling. Uh, it is completely different tone than the first movie, but uh, in a lot of ways, better, uh, more action, more characters to love. Great CG car action. There's a zombie battle pit. Uh, the hunt for $20 million is only a small part of the story. Uh, put this on your list for sure. Uh, perhaps we'll have to extra life it. And that's a good point. It, it, uh, I didn't know that Peninsula was out yet. Uh, so this was news to me when uh, we got this email. So thank you, Brent. Uh, I did not know Peninsula was out. Hopefully it will show up on a streaming service soon. Otherwise I may have to rent it. Yeah, no, I, and I had, for, I, I had completely forgotten he had mentioned extra life. So yeah, Another great film. We we covered the original. Uh, you can go into our onto our website and search for that episode, um, and find it. Uh, we really enjoyed that one, and it was one of the first. I think I even say this on the show. It's one of the first movies that I've watched with subtitles and thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, it's a film that isn't really, as talky, really, right? I re- it isn't as talky. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would say the only thing about the film I didn't like was. Uh, I saw the father dying from the beginning of the movie, and I was hoping that wasn't the direction that the movie was going to go. And then he dies and becomes a zombie uh, at the end of the movie. And I was like, okay, all right. I was like, it it, it, it wasn't the thing I hated the the most about it. It was the only thing I didn't like about the movie. Everything else was awesome. So so I was like, okay, it's better than uh, what was the one I really didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy stalled. No, I didn't really enjoy. I didn't enjoy stalled. But then there's the one with Morgan uh, M- Martin Freeman. Oh yeah. Um, shit. Uh, I, I like that one kind of. I, I hated every. I like Martin of. Freeman. So. so and that was the hard part for me is I love him and everything he's in, and his character just kept making what I thought was really stupid decisions the whole movie. I was like, you know, nobody would have died if you'd just done X. You made yeah. a bad decision. Oh, and then somebody else had to die, and you're, you're acting like uh, it's a zombie apocalypse. You don't need to make rational decisions like society's still around. Yeah. If they were, if it was, you wouldn't have had to have been drifting down the river in what your wife and you say for is is weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny. So that movie was called Cargo. Uh, it, we covered it on Zamp 193. Uh, the Freeman Cargo, and that film was based on a short film that from we Australia. In our first, 
episodes. Yeah, and I love and, and we talk a lot about that one um, in in terms of its connection to uh, to that short film. So check that one out. And and uh, Train to Busan we covered in 2017 on Zamp 170, Catching the Z Train. A couple throwbacks here, but that was a fun episode. We had a lot of fun talking about that film. And uh, yeah, we'll I'm I, we will definitely cover probably. Definitely will cover Train to Busan 2 or Peninsula uh, at some point. And uh, Brent, I'll have, to, I'll have to respond to your emails. We'll respond to them now. Definitely, you know, support Extra Life. We'll cover these films. We'll, we'll even, you know, throw them into the schedule. We've got some slots available before 2020 ends. And uh, we love watching zombie movies. We've watched a lot of zombie movies on this show. So it's, 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 an, easy, it's an easy way to get some content in, especially when The Walking Dead is taking a uh, pandemic break. But uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, that, Go ahead. I, I was going to wrap us up. You got anything else? Up. I'll I'll say what I'm going to say at the end. Awesome. All right. Well, definitely check out our Discord. If you want to continue the conversation, you can go to bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. If you want to support the show directly, you can go to patreon.com slash Zombies Ate My Podcast. And as we said earlier, if you want to get us to watch some more zombie movies, you can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan and donate there. You can go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Newly renovated. Go check it out. Some, um, you know, it's just, it looks nicer. It's it's a lot more 2020. So definitely go check it out. You can email us like Brent did, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. If you are into Twitter, you can follow us individually. I'm at R. Murphy and Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his great stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, this has been Zombies Ate My Podcast. Take us out with some lovely, lovely wisdom. So we watched a movie a long time ago called Wormwood. And it was a badass badass zombie movie. It was called like Mad Max meets Dawn of the Dead. I've heard a rumor that they those guys might have actually just gotten us funding from the Australian government to make a sequel. Were they making a TV series? Yeah, but didn't get didn't didn't happen uh they didn't get the funding but uh i i read an article the other day with one somebody involved with the original movie was saying that it that there's some kind of government funding they might be getting some kind of thing and if it does they're going to definitely be doing a sequel so we could see a sequel to that soon